Your DWSA's podcast is brought to you by First Nations Fiber. Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. Welcome everybody to The Beating Table with your hosts, Degoryakwa Standup and myself, Leith Makiwa. Today we have an exciting episode because we have our first in-studio guest. Welcome, Miss Terry Thomas. Gwegwe, Terry, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Nyao for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Terry Thomas is a Iroquois-raised beadworker from Ganawage. She has done countless beaded projects. I consider her a close friend. And uh, we are very excited to have her here. And we're going to get right into the questions, Terry. Can you let us know just uh, how long have you been beadworking for? Well, I made a pincushion in grade five for my mother. It was a heart-shaped whimsy, <laughs> pink velvet with lace. And we beaded the word mom on it in grade five. And then I didn't touch beadwork for maybe 25 years. <laughs> And I picked it back up in uh, 2006 when I was graduating from Radiwana Nirdats. Pauline Loft instructed us how to make our own moccasins for graduation. Mm -hmm. And I made my first pair there. And I remember showing you, Lee, my rope stitch. My rope stitch did not curl into each other. It just <laughs> sat next to each other. It, it all lined up all the way around my vamps. But, you know, I, I kept going. I was happy with them. But it was consistent. The work was consistent, was. let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I remember in class, Skazahadi was our teacher. And he was going around inspecting everybody's beadwork. And he told me my flowers were too high. <laughs> and I was not impressed. <laughs> which, is, which is odd because it's raised beadwork, right? right? And usually what happens in my case is I can't get enough height. So, I mean, you were one step ahead. You got <laughs> lots of height there. The higher the raise, the closer to creator. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. We'd love to adopt that one to our, uh, for our podcast. So Terry, um, can you just maybe talk a little bit about some of the um, projects that you have that you hold close to your heart? I know there's a uh, Veterans Memorial project that you started having to do something with poppies. Yeah. A couple of years back, my great uncle Tuffy passed away and we got to see the full veterans funeral from like from inside. That was the first time I ever like saw the pin, the poppy pinning process that they do or the ceremony over the casket. And I just thought it was something, uh, it was beautiful. And um, my mom had made poppies like a long time ago. I remember seeing her make them and it wasn't something I ever tried to do. But after the funeral, I thought, well, it might, maybe it'll be nice. Like if I could try and make one and, and the veterans in town, because we have so many, like I could try and make one. And if it comes out nice, then I could just donate it for when one passes away. Mm -hmm. So I tried to make one and I thought it came out nice. You know, we we're like, we're our own worst critics mm -hmm. and I really liked it. So I, you know, I said, let me just keep going. So I made a few more and uh, got in touch with someone at the Legion. I mean, I know I didn't need permission to do it, but I kind of needed a liaison to let me know when someone passed away or, you know, give the poppy to somebody because I wasn't going to go to the family's mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. Although we have, if, if we're close to the, the family, then I'll bring the poppy myself. But I had a liaison at the Legion and she, she facilitates getting the poppy to the veteran's family or the veteran themselves. I put it out there to ask anybody if they wanted to donate to this 
project. Making the poppies are kind of like an in-between project, in between my orders, in between donations, whatever. If I have, you know, a couple of days, I'll, I'll make a poppy or two just to have on hand. So that's kind of what I'm asking uh, somebody else to do. It's not like a full-time beading project. It's just if you have some free time and you want to try and make a poppy, then please make one and donate it. You can get in touch with uh, Terry. Probably the best way is through Instagram. It's beadwork.by.terry underscore Thomas. I also got a call two weeks ago from a man in Edmonton looking to buy a bunch of poppies for his uh, bagpipe crew or team or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. group. And unfortunately, I told him I couldn't fill that order. So if anybody out there wants to make poppies, I have a connection. So just get in touch with me and I'll hook you up to the man. Maybe we'll just, oh, here's me saying, here, I'm going to post a picture. But this time I really will. I'll, I'll post a picture <laughs> um, linking uh, Terry's um, rendition of her poppy. And then if anybody wants to directly inbox her or maybe inbox us and we can um, try to steer you in the right direction, that would be great. Can you just let us know maybe just how many poppies you think you've made so far for this specific project? Between eight and ten. Well, that's a lot. It's a lot when you think of like the significance of what it's going for. That's, that's a lot. And then I made a few for my family. Mm-hmm. who are um, veterans or in the service now. So I've given them so they can wear that for uh, Memorial Day oh, and very, Remembrance Day. Very nice. So, Margaret, do you have any questions? No, I'm just rolling with it right now. Okay, so I'm steering <laughs> this boat, let's just say. Yes, you are, because I have no notes <laughs> with me today. <laughs> so, Terry, aside from that project, which is off, obviously very inspiring, can you let us know maybe, and this was a direct question from Instagram, what gives you inspiration to bead? Wow. Inspiration in designs or just... Yeah, because you said you started at f- in grade five and then you had that 20-year hiatus and then again you started in 20, <laughs> 2006. So like there's something that has catapulted you from then to now and like I'll be like, you know, you're in museums and stuff like that. So, and you're in um, like uh, collections, right? You have a, um, a mask, a beaded, a beautiful beaded, two beaded masks that are in traveling exhibitions. So uh, what is it that keeps you beating? Well, I really enjoy it. In that's when we did the moccasins, I just found it really empowering, actually, because I never considered myself artistic. I'm not, I can't draw for, I can't draw. You, <laughs> you know, can swear on our show. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd never thought I was artistic. And then seeing the moccasins, I mean, looking back on them now, they're a little <laughs> cringy, but you know, I was so proud that I learned that along with learning the language at the same time. They kind of went hand in hand to give you that empowering feeling like I'm learning something that has been done for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to continue it. So I remember my brother went to Indigenous Games the year after I graduated and I made him a pair of moccasins because he didn't have any. And the pattern I used, like the vamp was like six feet long, <laughs> really, really long vamps. Looking back at it now, I just laugh, but, you know, I was so happy and he was proud to wear them when he went to Denver. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, like, you just keep going at it and you see your stuff getting better and better. And Mm -hmm. thankfully, we're from a community where, you know, there are so many beaters and so many really good beaters. And overall, everybody is pretty supportive of each other. So... Like you see everybody posting their other things or, you know, your before Instagram, Mm -hmm. you got together and you saw somebody's moccasins and wow, let me see that. And you check it out and, you know, you ask them tips and tricks and you just get better. And I think that's the drive is to just keep honing the craft, but also 
to keep making things because it's important because we're still here. We're still living it and we're, we're still doing it. And I think that's really important to, to pass that on and to keep at it. With that being said, does your daughter have any inclination to bead? Right now? No. She tried, she's got three unfinished projects. She has a stocking, a little stocking ornament Mm -hmm. that she velveted and tried to put white around the top, gave up. She tried to do vamps in class. She gave up. And actually she did the, um, the orange shirt Mm -hmm. from Jessica Hernandez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They did that in class and she finished that. So she was really proud of it. I haven't seen it yet, but right now, no. Well, she hasn't hit grade five yet, so... Next year is going to be the inspiration question. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question we had is, what is your favorite color combination? Anything green. Like I was just organizing some of my beads and I have like just two racks of just greens. So I like greens. I like burgundy and green together with like a pop of blue. Earth tones, kind of. Mm-hmm. Gold, burgundy, some greens. That's kind of my go-to all the time. But then I... I use certain, like I posted on my Instagram, like my favorite color beads that I always kind of have to, yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a orangey yellow mm-hmm. and then a brighter blue. And you have that maroon too all the time. And the a green. Maroon yeah. And a green. <laughs> yeah. And reds. Like sometimes I'm, they're like a, a brighter red. A bright red. Yeah. yeah. I like bright red. Like the moccasins I just finished was the yellow, the red, the orange, and a bright green. Off the black, that one? Yeah. Yeah. The black. And when I do men's pairs, it, they always kind of tend to go... In that color palette. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Interesting. You said earlier that you had made yourself some moccasins uh, for your graduation from Radiwana Nirats. Can you let us know maybe how many beaded items you've beaded for yourself? Just from personal experience, I don't really, I don't have anything really. Aside from like my wedding outfit, which I cut up, but um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, like I don't have things like that. So I was just wondering, like, are you more inclined to bead i mean obviously bead for your family but are you more inclined to bead for yourself too or no no (laughs) i have i think i have three pairs over the years since 2006 that i have for myself i have a frame that i thought i would sell but when i looked at it i didn't like it so Mm. i have that in my cupboard (laughs) and i have those community challenge pieces from oh from from jessica's so i have those that i didn't I didn't sell and I just have hanging in my bead room so only I can see it. Mm -hmm. It should be somewhere in the house because I just thought like once I'm gone, she's not going to have anything. Right back to what Margaret said. That's mine. The same thing for me. So no, I plan like I'm not taking orders. Yeah. So I plan to do do things Mm -hmm. and and have them. Lovely. And you, Margaret, do you have anything (laughs) beaded for you? Like anything? The same thing. And it's funny how we keep things that we don't like. You know, like I have stuff where I was like, eh, this is kind of ugly. Nobody's going to want it. And so I keep it or I, whatever, you know, I have a few pieces. The only thing I did the same, I did Adiwana Hnirdats and I made my own. I think you were, yeah, you were our teacher at the time. And <laughs> <laughs> the one who doesn't teach. <laughs> but yeah, I have those. They're God awful. Like my beadwork, I look, same thing. I look at it and I cringe and there's like big blowout holes in it now because I wore them like to death. So they're in a hutch and I have all the, um, the community challenge pieces. Oh, okay. Well, I have one actually, I didn't finish the other ones, but I have a frame. That's the only thing that I really liked was the frame. Uh, it was a big, a big frame that I had did years ago, but it was like more inspired by my grandparents. So it was like the colors that they liked and whatever. So Mm -hmm. 
I kept that and that's pretty much it. But same thoughts about it. Somebody had, you know, said before, like, you know, I give everything away or I sell everything. So what are your kids going to have one day? So Exactly. Yeah. So, and the only other thing is my, my kids stuff. They have stuff that I've made for them. So that's pretty much it. Now, Terry, you quietly said something and I'm just going to ask you for all of our listeners. Do you take orders? <laughs> I do not take orders at this time. I have a list of people who've inquired. Do you have a real list or just a pretend list? No, I have a real <laughs> list. I have, I save all my inboxes of inquiries. Oh. oh. So I have them there in chronological order and... You know, I didn't make any promises. I just said, I'll get back to you when, when mm -hmm. I'm ready. If you want, if you still need moccasins or a frame or whatever, mm -hmm. then great. If you don't, no pressure, no worries. Mm -hmm. So I do check in with people every now and then. Mm -hmm. I have orders scheduled for like a graduation in December, um, a graduation next year, but I'm, I'm really limiting yeah. what I take on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody wants to know. What about beading makes you tick? Because it's not all rainbows and butterflies all the time. There's some, there's like, there's always something. So what is your something? I think just making something that will last or it's a part of history. It's a part of. That's what, that's what makes you tick? Yeah, okay. we are. To like, to have something tangible that will be there for, for generations. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really do it for money because mm -hmm. we're all undercharging ourselves. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, if we really charge what we. What we should. Well, we should. Yeah. We wouldn't sell any pieces. No. no. So. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you oh. know, so I like to just have something there and, and I like to think that it'll be there for a long time. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I just like to bead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can uh, understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what you just said um, in terms of what drives you to bead, just the love of beading is I think something that Margaret and I both can share. I think maybe just to end this portion of the interview would be good because there are so many questions. I think you in particular would be able to impart some of your beating wisdom to and maybe add a little spice to our like conversation. Is that cool? You think that's a good idea, everybody? Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the questions we got from Instagram, and we're going to start um, with some Instagram questions just because people took time out of their day to like, you know, drop us a line. So first question. Favorite beaters and why? That's big. Anybody want to go first? Crickets? I have two. Okay, awesome. Well, one is Merit. Yay, Merit! Uh, for me, I love her color combos. And yes. That's Merit Cross from Gonna yes. Walk, everybody. Yes. yes. I am... I'm a personally a busy beater. I like when you look at a piece and it's full. And I find her aesthetic is often like that. Like she uses all of her space and it's like really well, um, you know, spaced out and everything. So, and her colors, I just love her colors. My second one is a newer one. And I wish I had her name. You may know her because she's been at Santa Fe before. Ah, uh, Sammy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Jacobs. Yes. She's not from Kahnawaga. No, I believe she's Tuscarora. Her and her mother. I believe her mother is yes. Mary Jacobs. Yes. Yeah. So I love looking at her stuff on Instagram. She does, she does more of, it's almost like art. Like she'll do, she'll take a picture of a bird and then follow it and do the bird. And, or she'll do, I remember she did another one not too long ago. Actually, it was a few years ago. I believe it was a vase and then there was like different animals and creatures on it. Like she does different stuff like that where it's a little bit innovative and it's out of the box from what we're always doing, you know, like where it's all floral and stuff like that. She does like, 
yeah, it's very artistic in a sense, like it's a different type of artistic creation. So that's another one that I, you know, I, I enjoy like looking at her stuff and seeing what she's doing and what she's creating and stuff like that. So. Okay. Correction. She's not Tuscarora. She's Seneca. Excuse me. I didn't know. And her name is Samantha Jacobs. Okay. Yes. I just had to check Instagram. So yeah. Yes. Thank you. Cause uh, yeah, I wasn't prepared and I didn't have her name ready. <laughs> I think this is an area that I am not too familiar with in the, in the sense that I don't like keep track of people. You just see something beautiful and like, oh my God, that's so great. But of course, like one of my favorite beaters is the late Gail Albany Montour. That's top of them. For me, that was like the, in, that, the be all end all when mm -hmm. I first started. And even today, just the intricacies of her work and different things like that. And um, I don't know who else. There's so many. There's too. so many. Yeah. It's too hard to say like who. Hard to Who just pinpoint like, one person. Yeah, and I don't want to not say somebody else, but I want to say Merit Cross because that's my Eastal <laughs> Merit. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, like shout out Eastal Merit Cross. There's so many. I want to say like like Gaguidene mm -hmm. and Guaharani Jacobs. They are excellent too, and they're like up and coming. <laughs> yeah. And we're just now looking at Instagram photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, Dagua Dagua stuff is like always on point. Daibo, she's also on Instagram. Excellent. My cousin Addie Poulet, she's excellent. Oh my God, there's so many. There's so many I can't even think of. So mm -hmm. I mean, those are just a few, and those those women are all based out of Ganawage. They're not all Mohawk bead workers, but they're all, we're all based out of this area. And I think for me, one of the catapults aside from Gail Albany Montour is like Jamie Okuman, because when I, I was talking to M Margaret the other day is when I went to the Santa Fe India market for the first time, um, it was a, uh, no, sorry, it wasn't Santa Fe. It was the Herd Museum. I went to the Herd Museum and museum, I think in, God, I think it was 2012 maybe, or 2013, one of those years. And, and that year she had submitted these beaded boots, like these beaded shoes, right? So she's made multiple beaded, I think it's Louboutin shoes, Red Bottoms, I believe. Is that what it was? I believe it was. And um, like you walk into the room and you see all the artwork that has won, won ribbons and you and in the center of the room were these like people just around the table. And I was like, what's behind that table? And there it was sitting where these like beaded shoes or boots. And it was just like, oh my God. And just, I think for me, like, because I never experienced that kind of like, I never saw art. Like I'm not really an artsy kind of gal in, in that terms like going to museums and different things like that. But um, I think to see that and to see the innovation and taking maybe beadwork from like, it was just something interesting and new. And I thought it was like very inspiring. And, and I've always been inspired by that to say like, you know what, you can do anything. Like you can take something and, and make it your own and manipulate it and make it something that reflects you, reflects who you are as an Ngohua person or anybody in general. But I think like, she is somebody that I think like really highly of just because she had such an impact on me in that in that transition from just doing B work locally to trying to move to on to like a, a like a larger scale mm -hmm. or in, a different outlet. Yeah, almost. for like a different audience kind of thing. So mm -hmm. that's somebody I also think of. But for number one is Gail Montour, for sure. Terry Hugh, I was kind of long winded there, but no, yeah. but you named <laughs> you named everybody. I don't specifically have a favorite. I love all of it. Mm -hmm. I think Gunwaga has if I can say this, the best bead workers mm -hmm. across the Confederacy. And it shows. <laughs> I do like Kira Pike's work, her mm -hmm. quill work. Yes. I, it's like mind blowing. Yeah. Did you see the little moccasin she just posted last no, week? No, not the, not the oh, new ones. Uh, I'll have to go and check. Yeah, go the and one check. With the white background and the yes. green on the side. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's two others too that kind of come to mind right away. 
I don't, I can't say they're new beaters. I'm just probably because they're younger. I think of like, oh, you know, they're so, they're not new beaters though. Yogri Wahdoga. Hemlock mm-hmm. and uh, Degahamwakwa Rice. Yes. Yeah. I love their work too. I like that they're innovative and it's different. They take almost like an older approach mm-hmm. where their stuff looks older, but new. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I love that too. So I love always like scrolling through and like everyone else, everyone's probably got a million pictures of everybody else's work on their phone. So I always <laughs> do the same and I'm like, oh my God, I love that. Let me take a picture. And like, just cause I like to look at it sometimes or their color palettes are inspiring or, you know, so yeah, I have everyone's pictures. No. <laughs> Dorothy Lahash when she does oh, all her oh, yeah. flat white work that is something that oh, is my like God, yes. takes me back that is like my ultimate favorite thing to love to hate to do yeah. you know like that is like one of the ex- yeah for sure Dorothy yeah. Lahash for sure oh my god I honestly I, I haven't had a chance to really see a lot of her work her uh, granddaughter and her daughter do excellent yes. work Rainbow and Gawinoje they do yes. the same style of beadwork it's very it's beautiful but it's I, I do remember seeing pieces from uh, Dorothy and oh my god they were so so like beautiful, like innovative and like just, yes, precise. And like just the ideas of what they come up with. Like my mother, she gifted my mother a um, feather case before, but there was a rose on the front of it. But the the rose was 3D, the way it was popping off. And it the whole thing was, I can't even explain how it was, but I was like, like I had to examine it like, it was it was amazing just to see like uh, how it looked and it looked like a real rose like right on the front you know so yeah their work is crazy too. I also like Gayuhuinasen's waves. Oh yeah, series. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The purses. Yeah, yeah. There's amazing. so many. There's yeah. like you know I feel bad like for le- sorry for leaving anyone out. We love all. We're of leaving your work. a lot of people out, and I'm <laughs> yeah. sure we'll get. Yeah, just, there's so many. There's too. so many. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want to see a lot of good beadwork, I would say like maybe punch in into your like Google sh- search, Gonawage, raise beadwork maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe if you have a chance in July to come to the powwow. If you're in, in the area in Gona- near Gonawage, please check out the powwow because there could be some beadwork there. So we talked about some of the seasoned, beater- seasoned beaters that we kind of admire, look up to, or just really like their work. What advice would you give to someone who is just starting to do beadwork? Uh, I usually tell people like start small. Don't I've had a lot of people that have come into my classes beginner beginner and jump into doing vases or like yokes and those are you know anyone can do it you can I can't say like I'm not saying you can't do it but it is sometimes a little bit discouraging when there's a lot of work involved it's super tedious and then the overall construction of it is really hard. It, it does put you off as a seasoned beater. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, so I to me, I would say start small, work on smaller things. Don't overwhelm yourself with colors. Sometimes some people, I've, <laughs> I've had some classes, like some students where every color needs to be set before they even start. But then they never start because you can constantly be changing those colors like all the time. So they would get so overwhelmed that it was like, sometimes I was like watching people almost in a panic attack because they didn't know what color they were going to put on their vines. You know, where I was like, just go with the flow, like do a little bit at a time as you go and just, you know, see how you go. Mm -hmm. I would say just don't give up. Keep Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To quote someone we know and love, leave. Nothing (laughs) in nature is perfect. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And keep going because you're only going to get better. Yeah, exactly. You know, so often people will... um, I think because there's 
the beaters within Gahnawage right now, the the elevation of work is like really crazy. You can't tell who's brand new, who's not new. Like the, everybody is doing amazing work. So I find sometimes some new beaters get discouraged if their work doesn't look pristine immediately or if it doesn't look like somebody else's work, you know. So you have to kind of let that stuff go and just just keep going and mm-hmm. do a little bit. Take pictures and you could see like what you were saying, like your progress over the years and some of us, it takes years to to get to a different level that, you know, so you just got to keep going, keep trying. Yeah, you have to have grace for yourself. Yeah. If you want to have that skana of beating, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Just do what like drives you and makes you feel good. And if you like those colors, I always say to people when they're picking colors, pick colors you like. Yeah. Because you want to be able to look at what you're doing and feel good good about it and not look and say, oh my God, I hate this color. And why did I pick it or whatnot? Like you just let, let in the beginning stages, you let those things like the colors drive you, the designs that you want. I mean, sometimes you might be limited depending on who's teaching the class, but try to, try to just look what you like and not worry about anybody else. Because that, if you're beating for somebody else that those things will come, but in the beginning, it's, it it should be for you Mm -hmm. in that case, even if, the ultimate piece won't be for you, but at least you're you're doing it because you want to do it, not yeah. for somebody else. I have a question here, and it's it's a little bit. Mm, I don't really know the answer to it, but um, maybe just your thoughts. So, a question was: What are your thoughts on the teachings behind not beating while you're on your moon or while you're pregnant? Now, I've heard before, like in terms of like not beating. Sorry, not sewing or beading while you're pregnant because of making the knots like with the thread. But I, I myself, I'm, I'm not really versed in this area. I, I, there are certain things that I did when I was pregnant that people would like, I don't want to say old sayings, but I guess teachings about different things that not everybody else follows. And that's cool. But any of you have any information about this subject? Yes and no. My mother's, sorry, ma, but my mother's older. She has a lot of older, um, like... All right. I'm probably going to put my foot in my mouth here. Like old wives tales a little bit to me. Some of them, that's, I question all of these things. Like a lot of our old beliefs, a lot of our old, you know, where are they warranted from? You know, like, are, is it an old wives tale? Is it, um, is it fear-based? Is it like holding me back? And here I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that because it is. And really it's just bullshit, you know, like, so I always question these things because, I don't need more limitations on my life, <laughs> you know, like, so I always really question it. Some of them I do question, some of them I don't follow, some I don't believe, and some people, and some people do, like, which is totally fine. So I think it's, uh, the teachings, the only thing that I could think of behind maybe your moon time is your emotions, because we we all know that we've all heard, like, don't cook, don't do certain things when you're angry. Uh, when women are on their moon, we're more, we can have a lot more emotions. We're a lot up and down, things like that. That's what I kind of look at. So, but I think that's generalized. Like if you're in a shitty mood, don't beat, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. Um, but that's kind of what I link it to, or I think about also, they talk about like our own power and all that, but I, I don't think that that would go into beating because I would think that if I'm in a more powerful state, wouldn't I want to put that energy into my into work? Into your piece, yeah. So that's the way I look at it. Like, uh, you you have to question it and see what pertains to you, you know, and what what's good and doesn't work. The pregnancy stuff, 
I know this is probably blasphemy, but I don't believe all of it. And I don't restrict myself with all of it. You know, heaven forbid anything were to happen or, you know, all of those things. But I also don't want to live in fear thinking that, okay, if I tie a knot, then my baby's going to die. Like that, that's a little bit extreme, you know? So for me, that's the way I look at it. So Terry, anything? That's kind of how I thought of it too. I beat it all throughout my pregnancy, mm -hmm. beat it on my moon time too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did one thing like once in a while, I'll have a glass of wine like a couple times a year mm -hmm. and I don't beat if I'm having alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, it's your own. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I think it's to each their own and what people feel comfortable with doing and what they believe and, and knowing that, you know what, whatever people decide or believe is mm -hmm. okay. That mm -hmm. everyone's got their own thing, you know? Yeah. And I think for the person who asked the question, maybe speaking to different people within uh, your community or, who actually maybe puts forth like some of these teachings would be would help you to get a better understanding of what it is because not every everywhere does the same things mm -hmm. and not everybody in the same place does the same thing as their neighbor, so it's just like to each his own I guess depending. Yeah. Another question is how many beads this person asks would I need to complete an outfit? Always buy more, <laughs> buy more one more tube than you need when than you think. Yeah, and. I can't answer this because I own a bead store, so I don't keep track <laughs> of beads at all. But maybe for you ladies who are doing orders, like I guess I would assume like say purse, moccasins, cuffs, a yoke. Let's just say that. What would you think of your main colors? Rope stitch. Let's start with the rope stitch. I, for me, right off the bat, if I know, okay, I'm doing rope stitch this color for everything, I get four, four tubes at least. A 15? Yeah. For oh my, my rope wow. because it's a lot. That is a lot. I do because oh. yes, I'm doing all my rope for everything flat line, and then if I'm putting it anywhere else into it, plus your fringe or whatever else you're gonna need. I like to do scallops all the time, so that's a hundred more beads that you'll need. So for me, and I don't want to be like Facebook calling. So <laughs> when you do your orders, like your daughter's set, mm -hmm. so a complete set, you use fifteens for the rope, yes, and yeah. the lines. Yeah. Why? Wow. Well, I, well, I do too. You do too. It depends. Time, if I'm but... doing a small, like a small little thing, then I'll use 15s. But if it's a big thing, then I'm going to do 11s. Yeah. Because full, like flat line <laughs> drives me insane. Yeah. And rope, I mean, rope doesn't, rope is fast. Yeah. But I'll still use 11 because I find it gives a little bit, it's a little bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it gives just a little bit more thickness, depth, visual. It, it, yeah. And it brings it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes the space less. I mean, I like I've used the size 11 too in the past. I, I do tend to use size 15. If I've I even have used 10s. If I ran out of 11s and really? I couldn't, then I don't I, know if I I've ever used 10s for just like edging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, and it's not a, I, I think it's just because I'm all, that's what I have basically. Like uh, I'd have to invest and create like a whole nother <laughs> beating room just for 11s if I start, you know. So I, and I don't have a big uh, selection of them, but I do like for yokes and stuff like that. It looks a little bit more sturdier with the, uh, the 11s. Like it looks beefier, like mm -hmm. then, you know, the 15s, it, it takes forever. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't mind doing it, but I, cause I do it all the time, but, uh, sometimes, yeah, it is nice to just be like, Oh, let's slap this on, you know, like mm -hmm. instead. So well, when I started to beat, it was just 11s. Yeah. It was just yeah, 11. like, it was 11s for a long time. It's mm -hmm. found it's only been the past eight years, maybe, that I've started to incorporate 15s, yeah. and now I beat almost entirely in all 15s. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it's funny that you say that too, because when I first started beating, I had whatever beads were I that I had like family wise in the sense like 
whatever beads my mother had from my great grandmother. And it was like a mishmash of like all my old stuff. If you look, they're like glass cut beads. They're, um, I don't even know what they are. Some of them, they're all like the check beads. They're 11s, like seed beads and whatever. So yeah, it was always a mis mishmash of everything. So yeah. So I think for your main color, you should probably buy at least two, if not three of the same color, because uh, we have to remember that the dye lot sometimes changes. Mm -hmm. So it could be off a bit. And then you always want to have at least, at, at least a full tube of whatever flowers you're making. If you plan to mimic the flower like more than 10 times, I would say maybe get another tube just to be sure. But um it's very, very, very important to make sure you have enough beads before you start your project. It's very important before you end up with less than a quarter of a tube to inquire if there are more beads because unfortunately people have come into the shop looking for beads for graduation things and they're not available. Yeah, we just and recently I had two women come through and their dye lot was different. Yeah. So they had beads from I don't know when. and Probably years ago. Yeah, and... and and even for myself, I just did a piece and um, <laughs> I I did the whole, well, let me, I, this is what I got. This is what I like. I'm going to use it. And when I went to use it, it looked great. But now I was doing a collaboration with somebody else. So I had to pass on the beads. So I gave her the number. My beads were actually faded. They had been faded in sitting probably in my art room for I don't know how many years. So when we went to do the dialogue, completely different colors. So that's basically all we had, whatever was there. So we were like counting beads, trying to, you know, yeah. finish it. <laughs> so yeah, check that stuff. Right yeah. Now. So maybe for people who are just finishing their graduation orders and are getting ready to take <laughs> new graduation orders or <laughs> orders, year. just make sure to have enough beads and get in touch with whoever it is that you're buying your beads from before you run out. Like don't wait till the last minute because sometimes your priorities aren't our priorities. We have other things <laughs> yeah. going on, unfortunately. And I'm being honest, like I, I can't, I can't be ordering just Every one other day, tube that's true. or one bag for, no, I can't. And that's just, it's not how it works. Yeah. And I have limits too. So. And right now, you know, like I know with uh, Jessica too, at, at one point she was saying that things that's are Nisi's on back. accessories, yes. Jessica Hernandez. Some mm -hmm. of them are on back order. So yeah. it's like, you're sitting there, you know, like, and there's nothing nobody can do about it. Like, it's just the way it goes. So you, you better really check, especially now with pandemic you know, all this crap. So yeah, check it out. Yeah. So, or you resort to Facebook. Yes. Yes. Have this yes. Vial. yes. <laughs> and I usually have because I, I overbuy. So I, I usually have about five of the same color. So I usually like, here, take it. It's all right. You know. And I'm usually like digging in my personal stash and I'm like, yeah. all I have is half a tube. Take it. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, like, cause I can yeah. always, I, like, I don't need them. Maybe we'll just do a quote, a, maybe a, a check-in, just mm -hmm. a, a quick check-in before we get into a hot topic, because it's a hot topic, topic coming up. Um, so Margaret, where are you now? We're just doing a beadwork check-in. I am free. Oh my God. So I am semi-free. I am completely done my grad orders. All grad orders that I had officially like taken months or year, last year or whatever are done. They're graduated, the kids. Yay. Great job. They're all done. I took one last week, last minute, which is for next. Yeah. It's for Monday for uh, KSS grad. That one, I just, I think I mentioned it last time I took yeah. it on very last minute, which was okay because the, like, I get it. The mother is working. She has two kids graduating this year. She is working on all their stuff, trying to get everything done. And she's, you know, so I said, all right, I'll take on, um, I had a little bit of time. So uh, I just finished those yesterday. They're gone. She took them. 
And now I'm working on past raffles that, thank God, they were all okay with, like, me just getting all of my other stuff done. So I have uh, Cal Taylor won one of my pairs. So that I whipped those up last night, so they're all attached. She just has to come for a fitting now. So that's done. And then I have two more after. Two, two more and then the big one for the fall. So, and then I'm really free after that. Terry, where are you in your... Well, I took one grad order this year. Last year, she got in touch with me and I agreed. I had uh, made her daughter's grad pair a couple of years back. So now her son was graduating. So I said yes last summer. And then fall time came and I got like six more orders. But I, I turned them down. I just really struggled. I struggled a lot the past two years to get motivated, to mm. want to bead, to like what I was beading. I don't know. It just... I don't know if it, blame COVID, like we're blaming it for everything else. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> yeah. I apologize to all those people that I turned down, but I, j I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I struggled with this last pair because they wanted beaded cuffs, mm. beaded ankle cuffs. And that's not my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Every time I measure, it just, it, it works. But then when I go to sew it on, it seems like it's always like off, off a bit. quarter inch <laughs> off. I, I don't do, I don't like them. Long story short. I, I didn't think I could do it. And I even messaged her and I said, how bad does he want beaded <laughs> ankle cuffs? I'm sorry. I never did this before on an order, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know if I can do them. Yeah. And she said, well, he does really want them, but he'll understand if you can't. Because yeah. they're an artist family as well okay. from BC. So I really appreciated her and him for, you know, for understanding. Mm -hmm. But after she said that and then seeing everybody else bust out their stuff on Instagram and I was like, I can do this. And then I just, <laughs> I plowed through it. His grad is on the 30th. And I know I had given myself some time. I said, uh, if I don't finish it, like soon enough, I'm just going to jump on a plane and deliver it myself. Like a few days before his grad. Yeah. If I, if I don't have enough time to mail it, but they went out last Friday and she got it on Monday. Excellent. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now I'm just, I have like just projects that I, I want to make uh, baby moccasins for your store. Mm -hmm. Oh, yay. <laughs> so I'm like trying to finish that. Uh, we had a family wedding back in November that I had wanted to beat a frame for. Mm -hmm. Just never got done. <laughs> so that's on my table. And other baby moccasins for a family friend in Agosasne who had a baby in May. So I want to get that done. And then I said I have an order for December. And my daughter just finished grade four. So I asked her yesterday, I said, well, <laughs> we got to start thinking of your grad outfit. And she mm -hmm. was like, Hanyo, it's two years away. I'm like, but I'm not a fast beater. And that I'm comes not fast. a fast beater. Yeah. So I need all this time to yeah. kind of prepare and at least think about it or yeah. let's pick colors or do a design at least. Yeah. And it, it's hard though. It's hard because I started the same thing like a few years ago thinking like, okay, but my daughter changed her mind so many times, even within the, like, when I first just started them, she was like, well, I don't think I want that anymore. So I'm like, well, you better tell me now, because now I'm starting, like, I need to know now, you know, yeah. so it's hard to change too. Well, I made a set for my niece two years ago. So it's black velvet and just all white beads. So mm -hmm. worst case, we have that. Oh, yeah. I would just have to make moccasins. Mm -hmm. She got her cuff, she got a purse, mm -hmm. got a yoke. My daughter can use that, but she's like, okay, I'll think. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. And what do you got going there, Miss Rutherford Falls? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Please tell us. That is amazing. How did that come about? It was, I got an Instagram inbox from Jamie Okuman. Okuma, sorry. I keep saying ma, N, like N. Okuma, Jamie Okuma. And she had asked me to uh, call her back. And I was like, 
you know, there's different things that happen. Like, on like is Instagram. this a hack? Is this no. like real? <laughs> Does she even know who I am? And so I was like doing my investigation, my 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 Google investigation to see if it was true because I wasn't like you know. So I didn't call. I just text, and sure enough, it was her. And we had a conversation, and it was like this is secret. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so like, I was like, oh my goodness, like interesting, interesting. This is, was to do, she was directing the um, key art for the the second season of Rutherford Falls, like promotional key art. And uh, she was looking for, they were looking for a raised bead worker. They had a raised bead worker that was going to be on the poster. They wanted another one from what I, from what I know. And Jamie's work was going to be on there as well. And uh, they asked, she asked if I had a piece and I was like, I don't, and I thought, well, my goodness, I got to bead something. And, mm -hmm. but she said, no, she goes, it could be an older piece. And we were talking and I said, I only have one thing and it's a vase. And she goes, oh, she goes, and she kind of referred to the vase, which was like very astounding because <laughs> I was like, you know who I am? So I sent her just like a, a snapshot of what I had. And she said she really liked it. And then she said, can you get like really good photos? Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I know somebody who takes photos <laughs> who happens to also be the editor of Your Diwaze. <laughs> Greg Horn, he was more than um, helpful in getting these pictures done. It was a process. The funny story is we tried all kinds of ways to take the pictures with a camera and it was his cell phone pictures that were the best ones. <laughs> but we got, I got them out to her and I didn't hear anything. And then I heard that they did. And then he had to like sign like non-disclosure agreement. It was like some oh, wow. real stuff. Like I was like, Ooh, so I couldn't tell nobody. And uh, so that was that. And then I got a, what was it? It must've been like maybe almost a month ago now, if, if not less, she texted me. And I thought, oh my God, isn't that cool? I'm in her contact list. Like I'm a contact. <laughs> and, I, and I think for me, that's the biggest thing about this whole opportunity is that she knows who I am. You know, that means something to me. I mean, she, like, like I had mentioned earlier, like she was one of the artists I seen at the Herb Museum and then again at Santa Fe and different things. And I just thought, oh my God, this is like a badass lady. Like, you know, she's got this, not just started beading like these beautiful intricate dolls but then moved on to like incorporating her beadwork onto more like contemporary things and now she has her own like fashion, fashion. line mm -hmm. and different things like that to so to just be in that realm was was enough and it, as corny as it sounds it made me feel seen and i told her that and i was just like you know like that sounds so like ugh, corny but that's how <laughs> i felt you know and um so she had texted me and just said, hey, did you see the poster? I'm like, yeah, I had seen a draft. I didn't know I was, I was at work and I was on lunch, so I didn't have a chance to look. But then when I got home, I saw that it was posted. Like the, peak, the, like the final Peacock promotional poster for the second season of Rutherford Falls was out. And there were my flowers. They didn't look the same, which I knew they weren't going to because they uh, manipulated them to make them go more cohesively with the art, which is fine with me. Mm -hmm. Like, it uh, doesn't matter to me. But I thought like, you know, those are... It's just a few flowers, but those are, damn it, those are my flowers. My <laughs> flowers are there. And you know what is so wild is that I saw somebody post that it was in Times Square. Well, Jamie actually emailed me, well, texted me again. I'm in her contact list. <laughs> texted me to say like, you know, they're, look at this. And I was like, oh my God, crazy. 
But then somebody, I believe from the show, and I'm not about the biz in terms of like, I don't know a lot of bead workers. I'm not, I'm kind of like a sheltered, like in that sense, like I'm not out there on the stage in terms of like schmoozing and knowing the- You're not the out there trying who. to get recognition. Yeah, I'm not, the, I'm not, and I have a horrible memory and I, I don't know the who's who's. And, um, but somebody had posted that when you go onto the Peacock page and you're looking like as if you're scrolling for the thumbnail, that Rutherford Falls poster with my beaded flowers are on there. And I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. Like, <laughs> it's just, and it's not that, like, nobody will know that that's beaded, that it's my, like it's mine. And that's okay. But that's another step for somebody else to be like, you know, here's like, oh, I saw, I saw beadwork there. Or, oh, I saw beadwork here. And then, and then the star of the, of the show posts just how many people are actually in the show and all of their different works that are in there. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I didn't realize just how many people contributed to the artistical, uh, maybe even like environment that the characters are in in the show and the, or actually the actual, like the costumes and different things mm -hmm. that they're wearing. I didn't realize just how many people were contributing to the show. So like, I was really like humbled and like very much appreciative of um, the opportunity given for that. And I was just like, man, like you just, don't, you just don't know. You just don't know where it's going to go. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, like for you, like when you beaded your masks, I'm sure you didn't know it was going to go there. No, I didn't. And then, you know, it's just, it's just something that's, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's humbling. Now I want to make more. Now I want to not work and I want to just do stuff. <laughs> like, I feel like on a high in, in that regard, like, I feel like I want to just bead, but then I have to live too. And so that's another thing, but, but like, it, it's a, it's a really cool, it's a really cool opportunity. Mm -hmm. And one that I'm just thankful for and just like, oh my goodness, like I said, I can't believe she knows who I am. Like, And I told her, I, when I texted her, I said, we're going to be talking about on the beadwork table. <laughs> and of course, I got her name wrong. First thing I said, of course. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. But anyways. But, um, but other than that, that big high, I, um, I took an order. And I said I wasn't going to take orders. I took one order. Please don't ask me to take an order. And if I declined your order, I'm sorry. But now I have one that I'm doing. But um, a friend of mine, a friend of Margaret and I, she's graduating. And I thought, you know what? This is a good opportunity. You know, it's, it's, it's a big milestone. So, you know, mm -hmm. I thought I would do it. So that's interesting. So we'll see that. And today I got confirmation that the, one of the grad orders that I made this year, it fits the little girl, or the young lady, I should say, fits the young lady and she loves it. And I'm so happy for that she has it and it's done. And I have one more pair of moccasins to do and that's it. And of course the Santa Fe stuff, but. That's like slowly but surely coming along. Okay. So I wanted to get into the hot topic and maybe that might be the end. I don't know if we'll have time for rapid fire questions, but the hot topic is, now this was fielded through Instagram. What's your opinion on if someone orders beadwork from you and then raffles it? Do you feel entitled <laughs> to do it or feel that once it's done and sold, it's not your worry anymore? Okay, so I'm going to start just because everyone here is laughing if you can't hear. Because it's like... It's, it's a something. loaded question. That's yeah. a loaded one. There's so many opinions, so go okay, right ahead. Okay, so I was thinking about this this morning after I took it off of the Instagram. I've, I've sat with it for a little while. And the, uh, question, the person who's asking questions is going to be anonymous. So hello, anonymous. You know who you are. Hmm. I was thinking about this because one of my clients said like what the experience was that she had with the beaded piece. And I thought how wonderful it is to be contributing to someone's part of their life, right? Like that special moment or different thing and whatnot. And I think it's all about intention. 
if the person is coming to me and saying, you know, I'm doing a raffle, can you be this thing? Sure, no problem. I might even don't. I might even donate the piece that I'm beating. You know, mm-hmm. if it's something where it's a custom thing, and I'm going through all of my ways that I do custom work, I'll admit I might feel a certain way. I might not like. I'm not going to be like, oh my god, you can't do that. No, that's yours. It belongs to you. Like that was yours. But I don't really. I want. I would like. Not that anyone would like to know. I would, if I'm beating it for you, man, that's who I think I'm beating it for. Like, that's part of my artistic, that's part of my like artistic, genuine self there. Like, that's something Mm -hmm. I think I feel like the wool pull over my eyes. But if you're saying you want it to beat it to raffle off, sure, by all means, I'll do it. And I probably, like I said, would probably give it to you to raffle. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like, whereabouts, like, but I don't feel entitled to it. I'd feel a certain way. And I would tell probably the people in this room, I feel a certain way if that happened to me. And maybe I'd po- talk about it on the podcast, but, <laughs> but it's not mine. Yeah. I've given, so, you know, that's where I stand. I don't want to be duped. I don't want to look like, I, I, I don't want to be duped. I, I feel the same. <laughs> I'm, uh, and, and it, I don't know, maybe it sounds petty of me. It, it sounds ridiculous. That is what it is though. But if somebody came to me and asked to say, okay, it's for an organization, it's for a good cause, it's for like uh, something like that. Can I raffle your thing to raise money for this? No problem. You you came to me, you told me straight out, whatever, I'm fine with it. Now, if somebody came to me and said, hey, can I order a pair of moccasins just like that? Okay. Yeah. They pay for it, whatever. And I charge my whatever I pay for, probably undercharging you. And then they turn around and raffle it and make quadruple the amount of money that I just sold them for because they need to pay their bills, which sounds petty because everyone, yes, everyone has to pay their bills, but so do I. And I'm a struggling artist. We're all struggling artists. Like I'm not rolling in it. You know, that's when it would like really chat my ass. I would be pissed. Chat my ass. It would. It, it really would. I don't know why. And maybe like I said, it it's petty, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of dedication. It's time away from my family. It's everything. All of my whole damn soul goes into the work. And then, then you feel ripped off a little bit, you know, it's, it it goes back to even like my whole philosophy, even with my store, like people bring their stuff to my store, like here, I'm like, oh no, you can't benefit from me, but that's what happens at my store. But I'm upfront with you. I tell you the, the percentage that, that, you know, goes back into the store. Everything is up front. I'm not price gouging to say, okay, well, all right, Terry, you're going to bring those baby moccasins and, you know, you're going to sell them for a hundred, but I'm going to mark them up to five. You know, like I don't do those kind of things. Like mm-hmm. it's the same in that, in that sense with the raff, like I guess the raffling or the, uh, somebody buying stuff and then mm-hmm. just kind of turning it over, but making a crazy amount. Like I could use that money, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. That's where I'm at, I guess, right now with all of that. But uh, I've had something similar happen to me in the past where somebody, you know, has won something from me and then sold it for what I would have charged for it. And it and it did kind of sting a little bit where I was like, okay. like uh, but, and But like you said, like, it's theirs. It belongs to them. They can do what they please. But I did feel a certain way about it. So what about yeah. you, Terry? <laughs> it's never happened to me where they went and sold something, but... I made something for someone and then somebody that they knew was asking if anybody had this type of thing. And she said, oh, I do. I'll give it to you. And I saw that. Mm -hmm. And so I inboxed her (laughs) (laughs) and just said, I gave it to you. It's yours to do with what, what you want. I saw that you wanted to give it away. I hope you don't. 
Mm-hmm. But if you do feel like you want to give it away, then give it back to me. Mm-hmm. I said, because I, you know, same, countless hours making this with you in mind. Yes, it's a piece so of you going to that all, person. Yeah, all the good intentions, good feelings, good wishes for you went in that piece for you, not the person you want to give it to. Yeah. So bottom line, it's yours to do what you want. But I, you know, I wish you wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But I said my piece. Mind you, if somebody, you know, I, I donate a piece every year for Dedevojat de Genha's beadwork mm-hmm. raffle. And I know it's going to a raffle. Yeah. So I have no problem with that. Yeah. And I make, you know, I put all my good intentions and, and make it specifically for, you know, that organization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm fine with, with the donation and the raffle. But yeah. I think it would burn me too if somebody, somebody ordered something from me and then turned around and had a raffle. Yeah. Without, without, without a heads up or yeah, exactly. without a, yeah. Like... And, and like I said, it's not really like, it shouldn't really be a circumstance of like why they're doing it or whatever, but that's, I look at it like that. Like, you know what, sometimes I'm like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck with some of this because I have a story, yes, but that's not always like super fruitful. Like we mm-hmm. have our downtime. So this is my other business, you know? So it's, I look at it like that too, where I'm like, in the time that I'm working for you, I can't work anywhere else. I can't do anything. So all of that. And then you quadruple, like, it, yeah, I was like the hell like i don't know it just doesn't sit right sometimes so to each their own though some people have zero problems with it some mm-hmm. people are okay and they can let it go and you know everyone's got their their own thing Mary just fyi if you burn margaret or i you <laughs> might talk about it on the beating table <laughs> sorry <laughs> no we won't say your name but you'll know who we're talking about <laughs> if you listen oh, i'm just kidding but not really because you know like we have a platform and we can use it to to air our there are feelings because this is a feeling show. It's all about feelings. And you know what, right from the get go, like I'm all about transparency. Like, you know, I'm not going to be mean, call people out yeah. like, you know, maliciously or anything like that. But this is my life. This is my experience. And this is where we're documenting things, you know. So, yeah, I would never be rotten. But, you know. With that being said, I have a few questions. I will in a few rapid fire questions that will give our listeners a little bit more perspective on us. So. The answers to the questions have to be brief. It has to be fast because it's called rapid fire. Oh, my God. So we're going to start with Margaret first, and then it's for the same question for everybody. When are you most productive? Uh, At night. At night. Morning. Okay, Margaret, summer or winter? Winter. 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 And we know what that's for. That is for beating. Like, when are you most productive? Yeah. Well, I like summer and winter. I can beat anytime, anywhere, all the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is something new that is happening in your life right now, Margaret? I have a new dog. <laughs> Terry, something new that's happening in your life right now? Summer vacation. Me. I ain't got no food in the fridge. That's something new. <laughs> Margaret, what's your favorite cake flavor? Chocolate. Chocolate. Mine is carrot cake. No raisins. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret. What? What's your biggest beadwork strength? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, picking colors. I love doing it. I love it. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I don't have to use a ruler when I do a line next to the edge. Oh, I don't either. Oh, me neither. Yeah. Well, that's two people with the same strength. <laughs> Excellent. Three. Three, yeah. Okay, Margaret. Oh, you said you also don't need a ruler? No. Excellent. Okay, good. Describe your beadwork in three words. Oh, Jesus. Uh, very neutral. Oh, not neutral. It's like calm pastels. Calm pastels. There you go. Neutral compastels. Okay. Okay. Terry, what's yours? <laughs> symmetrical, symmetrical, symmetrical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Precise, detailed, fussy free. I don't know if fussy free is like. 
Mine would be busy too, I guess. Yeah, out they're nerds. the opposite. You're yeah. more busy and I'm less busy. Uh, I like busy. everything. I, think, I, I like it all covered. And Terry, you're not, you're not either, like right down the middle. I don't know. I I have a hard time adding like the little, I call like the little dot dots. The yeah. add-ins. Yeah. 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 Like to fill the space, but also I like a white space. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Not, like not the color white, just, you know, not like, so. Yeah, negative like the negative space. space. The negative yeah. Space, yeah. So yeah. I'm having a hard time trying to balance the both. I'm trying to get out of the box. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. This year, I think, is a year for growth and exploring. You mean the My end of 22, work. 23? Well, like, well, I just think now this grad till next grad year. <laughs> <laughs> That's our season. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. just try different things. Okay. What intimi- What about beadwork intimidates you? Oh, Jesus. Um <sighs> Loose beadwork. If my, I just did something and it was loose and I felt it. I was like, oh my God, that's what intimidates me. I want it tight and it's not, it's hard sometimes, especially on yokes. Flat line work. Really? It's hard. Me, it's my last best project. It's always trying to get better than that last best project for me. That's what really gets me. It haunts you. It haunts me. Yeah. Okay. Terry, what would you use if you didn't have access to your flower patterns? I just try and draw. Margaret. Well, Margaret's hard because she's an artist. I can yeah. draw. I can. That whole last one I just did, there's no pattern on the back. So. Oh, yeah. That one that it was drawn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just eyeballed it. So that's easy for me. I don't know. I might have to use like some kind of circle from somewhere. I think. I don't know. I would probably, I would probably do a pointy flower. Yeah. I didn't have. Because that's yeah, easier than a round one. Yeah. Yeah. And our last question. Terry, who would you suggest we ask to be our next beating guest? Put them on the spot. <laughs> there's so many I think Dougal would be really fun I know I think so too <laughs> yeah do you hear that Dougal do you hear us no. Dougal Howie Daibo we're calling you, you to the Addy too Addy tells it like it is yeah yeah. so yes. Addy and Dougal Howie maybe we could cut them out together yeah who knows maybe if they take a if they're merit, not enjoyed, oh, maybe we could. you have to have merit on yes, at some point yes we've asked her she's 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 working it she's up she's warming up <laughs> yeah yeah so we wanted to first uh, just say Nyawa Terry for coming to the beating table. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun to have somebody else in the, somebody else's beautiful face to look at and listen to all of their beating expertise. So Nyawa for coming in. You're welcome. Yo, I just want to put it out there that I didn't mean to offend anybody by saying Ganawaga has the best beaters. <laughs> That's just a personal, personal opinion of mine because I'm biased because I live here. Yeah. So please, every, everybody's beadwork is beautiful all over Turtle Island. And if you listen very closely to the end of our episode, it always says, the comments described in this episode are not endorsed by your music. <laughs> well, you know what? We are endorsing our own stuff. We stand by what we say. And like Terry said, we're not here to like offend anybody. It happens. So it, it happens, happens, but we're you sorry. Know, you know, it is. it is what it is. You know how like we're, we're all not taking orders. There's a lot of people not taking orders. And I think that's indicative of the times right now. And I think it also means that people really need to start learning beadwork themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they could produce their kids outfits because when I graduated my mother made my Mm -hmm. outfit and I still have it in my cabinet right now Mm -hmm. and I was so proud to wear something that she made just for me Mm -hmm. yeah so people out there pick up the needles and the beads yeah and learn and if you need help I can help you Mm -hmm. we have so many people out there I share my patterns I've sent patterns on Adaga and British Mm -hmm. Columbia all over the place like if I have it I'll share it with you Mm -hmm. and I'll help you get started yes Self-promotion. I also give classes. No. Yes, she gives classes and <laughs> yes. they sell out like in a minute. Yeah. And so does Merits. But, yes. you know, if Actually, you can't get into class, I can help. 
I yeah. am in one of Merritt's class right now, as awesome. crazy as that may be. But I always do. I always, I, I try to, I, I took, a, I've taken a class from Degore Yakua, of course, I didn't finish the project, but I like to take classes because that's the time I can dedicate to that one project. project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my main motivation is to finish, it's, it's a class on beaded moccasins, of course. And, um, my main motivation is because I'm going to wear them at Santa Fe at the Indian market. Like nice. that's going to be my footwear. So I'm like trying to get them done. I'm trying to get yeah. them to, to do that. Um, Margaret and I were kind of like bouncing off ideas for uh, what we're going to do in the fall, just because now like this is, we're in July now and August is right around the corner. What we're planning to do for this September, 2022 is start uh, for ourselves. And hopefully we can get some, uh, movement out there with our listeners that we are going to start to uh, document inspirational journals for beadwork. Mm -hmm. And how we're going to do that is actually something we talked about last, I think it was last podcast about printing or looking back at some of the things that we've done in the past and then seeing how we've progressed as artists in, in, um, in our art form of beadwork. And just like maybe jotting down ideas about different things that we've, we're thinking about what we want to do with beadwork. Some of maybe the things that we've like maybe felt while doing beadwork and we're going to have notebooks. Like I have a notebook now, but it's not necessarily dedicated just to uh, beadwork. It's, it's dedicated to well, the podcast, but I always wanted to like put a portfolio together, but I thought like, what an interesting, what a, what a, a new way for us to be more interactive with our listeners by posting monthly questions or even weekly questions, depending on if it's on the Instagram page about like different things that you could maybe journal in your journal about beadwork and then maybe like share it or share your answers or maybe share like maybe some of the photos that you have towards the end of our um, maybe December, 2022. But um, it's something that Margaret and I've been talking about and just something that we can be, maybe try something interesting, dif something different. Mm -hmm. I'm all jazzed about it. I'm like, already planning it like and when we talk about journaling um we're not talking about just sitting there and jotting down your feelings on beating that's not well that, that could be part yeah. of it but for me my whole perspective on it what I want to do is I take random pictures all the time of things that inspire me all the time like colors it could be somebody's dress it could be whatever I have a million pictures on my phone what I want to do is print print a few because I never get to them I just went through and like Two years ago, I have still pictures sitting there because I loved it and never did it. So what I want to do is print those just little thumbnail picture of it, put it in my book. And eventually, once I complete the piece that goes with that, then I want to put that piece, take oh. a picture of it, put it in to say, OK, that one's completed. It's almost nice. like uh, that's how I want to do it. I like also, an inspirational board. Like yeah, it's board. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's in a book. But what I like about it, too, is that, you know, what? if I sell it, I could put the price in there. It's a tracker for me, mm -hmm. uh, how much I'm charging and all of that. Bead colors I could put in there. You know, like you could jot down all kinds of different things about it, like um, your time. You know, how long did it take you to do that? You could put that all like in the little margins mm -hmm. or whatever. It's almost like a scrapbook, like type yeah. of inspiration. Nice. See, thing. We have that for uh, when we boil maple syrup, how many buckets we, oh. we how many trees we tap, how yeah. many liters, how yeah. long it took. We do all that. We just call it the maple book. That's yeah, so nice. Cool. But I never thought to do that for projects. Yeah. That's a great idea. And who doesn't love to go buy a new crisp yes. notebook? Yes. I can't wait. And like maybe <laughs> colored pencils and yeah. maybe some different colored tape. I mean, that's what I, I love that. I mean, I have multiple books that I've started and have <laughs> one page or I saved, I like I saved this one book for like two years to for that special project. And, mm -hmm. and it happens to be now like the podcast. So so that's something we're, we're working on to start and initiate in September. So we're going to, 
do our due diligence to like try to track that. Right, Margaret? You're going to help to track that on the Instagram? I will try. We will try. And I'll help her with that too. But um, so yeah, just something for you ladies and gentlemen out there who are in the bead world. If you're interested in participating in that, get your... Get your books ready. Get your, books, your ready books and your pictures. And we already have our first question. So when we do mm. our, our podcast for September, we'll have the first thing that we want to like maybe you to think about, draw about, write about an inspirational thing. So yeah, so that's what's coming down on the beading table. Yeah. We'll have all our books out on the beading table. And maybe one day we'll be able to like have a video of, a, of oh, our, yeah. like a showcase or the podcast or whatnot. But mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, with that being said, it's uh, time to wrap up. Yeah, the weather is beautiful out here in Ganawage. And we hope you have a wonderful day, evening, whenever you're listening. And we'll see you again in August. Now for listening. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Redivise and its employees.